It is time for this week in location-based marketing. On today's show, Starbucks taps Square, and Rapid Blue wonders if in-store movement is the next battlefront. Plus, oh, we've got a lot. We've got Gary Schwartz talking fast shopper, slow store, plus our funding and m and activity and our resource of the week right about now. The funk soul brother. Welcome to episode number 90 of This Week in Location-Based Marketing. That's 90 weeks, Asif, that we've been doing this. I can't believe it. It's, uh, yeah. But you know what? It's uh, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of great news out there, um, lots to cover. So, you know, I don't see us slowing down and, uh, you know, looking forward to that 100. This this is just beginning for us, for sure. Yeah, 100, 10 episodes, 10 weeks away. I don't even know what we're going to do. I'm going to go out of my mind. <laughs> of course, I've just got to remind you, in episode number 90, maybe I'll do this every 10 episodes. This is the show that you come to to find out the week that was in location-based marketing, get a little bit more insight about what it means for your business, how to apply some of this stuff. Is it good or is it bad? Is it just indifferent? Do you make the plunge? Do you not make the plunge? You, you know, that's what we're here to discuss. And, and we kind of get into it sometimes. Sometimes there's some meaty stories. Like today, you know, uh, Starbucks and working with Square. That's a meaty story. We're going to dive into that. Lots of funding news, a great resource about, hey, you know what? Mobile users, you know, people who carry mobile phones, Asif, they have shopping apps. They use them. So I'd be scared, Apparently. right? Yeah, it's a pretty amazing thing. Apparently people are using them. But before, um, before we... Yeah, you know, and um, if you're not familiar with us yet, I'm uh, Asif Khan, Location-Based Marketing Association. You can find us at the LBMA on Twitter or .com. Um, and uh, I'll apologize to those who are listening and watching now. I got a cold, so if I uh, cut in, cold. you know, start hacking all over the place, you know what. Yeah. <clears throat> I, uh, I have the uh, same thing, uh, you know... I don't know what it is. It's the summer man cold. It is It is terrible. And we haven't even been together, Rob. I know. Rumors are going to start spreading. In fact, you know what? The only time I've been off my couch is to do these podcasts in the last two weeks because the Olympics, man. The Olympics. I am addicted to the Olympics, and they're done. I know. It's over. You're going to have to do something else now. I, I start like with, a treehouse. Yeah, I did that. That's done. The uh, okay. it's it's so funny that I, now I'm going to have to start responding to emails and and uh, returning calls. But I got a you know Canada, uh, yay Canada. Canada finished with 18 medals. Uh, you know 12 bronze medals. And apparently, what this means for us, you know, the U.S. won obviously and won everything and won everything healthily. 18 medals, one gold, and it's of all things, trampolining. It's like it's it's like an embarrassment kind of. But we got a gold in trampoline. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll, we'll take it. Big, big couple of weeks. I love the Olympics. I love it. But now life, life returns to normal, right? Absolutely. All right. All right. Plenty to, plenty to talk about. Let's uh, in the Olympics. Yeah, so. let's jump into it. Uh, you know, one of one of the things uh, we're going to dive into our five stories now. One of the things that that we uh, you know during this whole uh, time or the last couple of weeks we we haven't talked about really is about Foursquare and uh, really deciding to you know, test their, their ad platform and start making some money. So this is really uh, Foursquare's bid here. 20 million people using this platform. Now it's time to actually make some money. Yeah, I mean, this is something that, uh, you know, Foursquare's been struggling with for a while. Uh, and they've come up with this uh, concept of a promoted update. So the idea behind this really is, um, you know, sort of like a promoted tweet. Um, but the difference being is that 
before this happened, you would check in. You would, you would see a list of places around you. You would check into a location, um, and then it would simply say, you know, here's a bunch of tips uh, from other people who have left about that place or whatever. But now the brand, now the business uh, who owns that property uh, can actually push you an ad unit inside of the, uh, you know, uh, based on that check-in. Um, and you know it's a rich visual you know graphic uh, display ad unit and and they've got a bunch of guys testing it so Whole Foods has been doing it JC Penney Hertz Old Navy uh, the list goes on and on uh, have been have been playing around with this um, so it's kind of cool you know and and you know to just echo what you were just saying about the Olympics um, JC Penney uh, in particular uh, their their uh, first foray into this was around that in particular you could. Uh, um, check into this thing and see a promoted uh, special for fifteen dollars off a uh, Olympic uh, T-shirt uh, to support the athlete. So there you go. It does is this going to work? Do you think? Is this going to have um, the desired uh, effect for Foursquare? Uh, I think it's going. I think it's a step in the right direction. I, I think um, you know they, they they will generate some revenue from this. I think it's a. Um, I mean, you got you got to look at this way. Think about it as a. a you already have traffic going there. People are already uh, finding these locations in Foursquare. Uh, they're checking into them anyways. Uh, so if you're a smart brand, uh, it only makes sense that you you know you you want to tap into those eyeballs a bit further and uh, actually you know get them to buy something specific. And so it, it, think of it as a sort of a blending of a Groupon model in some respects with people who've already socially discovered you. Yeah, and and. Uh... You know, the only thing that I have, uh, I think that the challenge for Foursquare is, is shaking this moniker of a check-in company, right? And I know that they've done a lot yeah. of modifications to their UI, but one of the features that they that they removed was the friends nearby feature uh, with this latest version that came out in the summer. And uh, there was, I gather, there's such an uproar uh, from the community, the Foursquare community, a very vocal Foursquare community, that uh, that they put this feature back in uh, in, the, in the most recent update. That that's um, you know, you know it's always funny to me that. That, uh, that they took that out because that really is the golden pot at the end of this rainbow for Foursquare, which is, hey, your friends are around and this is what they're doing and it entices people into those locations. But maybe it conflicts with the desired ad targeting platform. Yeah, I think it does to some extent. I mean, you, you either, you know, if you look at the platforms, the other platforms in the marketplace today, you've got the ones that are sort of the pure play, social discovery, the banjos and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, which you know, a feature like finding friends nearby fits very nicely into, you know. But when you when you pivot slightly, I'm not saying this is a complete pivot, but when you when you try to go after ad dollars and then you know to try and bring those brands on board, the brands don't care necessarily. I'm not saying they don't at all, but they may not care so much about you know your friends nearby. What they care about is is can I get you to come in and buy something right now? Um, and um, yeah, friends get in the way. Yeah, so. Now, if you happen to have three friends nearby that can also buy our stuff, that's that's good too. But yeah, it's yeah. it's it's funny because the social influence of friends friends will trump any kind of advertising. So when you put those two together, they either line up very effectively, as in this restaurant is run this promotion that brought in these three friends, and therefore you're going to come as well, or it totally screws everything up because they went over here. To this different restaurant, while well, this restaurant was offering the promotion and nobody went there. Yeah. So, 
I, I can understand Foursquare's uh, Foursquare's thinking behind this, but uh, but boy, the vocal many of Foursquare, very passionate group, said, "Listen, I don't want to know where you know anybody outside of my locale. I want to make sure that friends I can find the friends that are nearby." So. Well, this is an interesting time for Foursquare. We've got to be watching this. If anybody has any insight about this, got a great interview that I did with uh, Holger uh, Ludorf, uh, who is the yes. VP of mobile on, on Tether.tv. And he, uh, you know, he, he never lets in, lets out any of these things, but he, he talked about the redesign and the, the logic and the thinking behind that in the UI. So if you're interested, you can check it out on Tether. But uh, Foursquare's new ad platform. What do you think? Do you think it's going to work? Reach out on Tether at gmail.com or receive at the LDMA. All right, our second story. This is a pretty cool story. Um, you know, if it wasn't bad enough, uh, I mean, not bad, but there's this battle brewing, obviously, around indoor location and positioning around uh, devices. But one of the one of these things, these companies, very uh, innovative, uh, Rapid Blue, is is doing uh, like what the the equivalent to like Google Analytics, but in real life for in store traffic and you know um, mo- monitoring in store traffic from Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. Like this is this is pretty, this is pretty cool stuff. What I like about these guys, uh, uh, Rapid Blue, is um, you know their their take on indoor location. They're not talking about pushing a deal based on where you are in the store. They're not talking about help you, helping you find a particular product on a particular shelf. What they're talking about is giving the the brand, giving the retailer, analytics about foot traffic patterns and where people are going, and not just the people who are acting putting up their hand and saying hey I'm here they're talking about everybody because what what they've done here and there's a few people doing this by the way it's not unique to them but I like how they position this what they're saying is when it when somebody walks into a store and they have a device in their pocket that device nine times out of ten has got Wi-Fi or Bluetooth turned on running in the background somewhere whether they're choosing to use it to connect to a network or not is not the point here the point is, is the radio is on and it's doing something in the background. And so they can use that information to associate it with some sort of uh, an ID that, that is unique to that device, number one. And number two, we can then use that to build a database over, over time to say, okay, well, we saw the smartphone come in this morning. It's an iPhone running, uh, you know, the latest OS. And it's got this unique device uh, ID number. We don't know who it is. We don't know it's Rob's iPhone, but we know it's it's a unique iPhone with the latest OS. And it's got Bluetooth turned on. And it came in at 10 a.m. this morning into the store. And then if we track that device over a period of time, we can see that that same device came back to the store again on Friday at 3 in the afternoon and then two weeks later so now we're, we're starting to gather a whole bunch of data about, you know, devices and how frequently they're coming into the store and where they're going in the store. Uh, and so you're able to go back to a, um, to a retailer as an analytics provider and say, well, here's a whole bunch of information about traffic patterns around your store. You seem to be getting a lot of people coming in at 10 a.m. We've got data to back that up uh, that might help you make better decisions. This is really what they're doing, and it's really, really powerful stuff. Um, so I love it. Rapid Blue. Keep it up. Yeah, this is this is one of those things that um, 
you know, it might seem intrusive. It might seem all these things that it that it isn't. Uh, this information is being broadcast, whether you like it or not. Um, but uh, you know, it, it's it's the one thing that's missing from this whole thing is sentiment, right? So there are many times that I'm just walking by without an absolute, without an intent to buy, right? But I'll walk, I'll poke my head into a store for like a second, and it, it kind of takes away that intent of that that it, you know my intent is never to buy, is just to go and take a look. So I step in and I step out, I step in and I step out at some of these stores, um, but it's uh, so it takes out the emotional layer of it, right? So a lot of people go to stores to buy, right? Especially men. I like I I'm going into that store, I'm buying that one thing, and I'm leaving. Um, so it doesn't take into that, that, that element, that third dimension, but I think that this is a, this is an interesting place, but all of a sudden you add that on top of context and, and you can, you can do a little bit more with it, but rapid blue, pretty cool. Rapidbluesolutions.com If you're interested, they don't have a video, so I can't play anything, but rapid blue video or solutions.com. There you go. All right, uh, we have a good friend in uh, Josh Rockland from Xtify. He's a member of the Location-Based Marketing Association. Big announcement, uh, talking about uh, integrating uh, Google Cloud Messaging, uh, Android Google Cloud Messaging into their platform. Let's give these guys a little bit of uh, airtime, shall we? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, this this is a company we've, we've talked about before. Uh, we've had uh, we've had these guys on the show uh, in the past, and I think this is a big announcement. It, it, it's a technical announcement, so it might be hard for for some folks to uh, to grasp. Um, it's okay, you can go easy on me. Really, in the marketing red world, but um, the uh, what what they've done here is is the uh, Xtify is one of the leaders in geo targeted push notifications. So the, these are the guys who. You know, when you're in a certain location, um, you know they, they, you know, running a certain app that's using their backend system, they can, they can send you a push notification that's that's targeted purely on on geography, um, and and that core technology is relied on something called C2DM um, to do that, and so they've shifted away from the C2DM platform to using the Google Cloud Manager, um, which is you know something that's relatively new. Google only announced it, uh, I think, back in June. Um, that it was coming out, and um, so they, they've adapted their system to do this, and uh, and they're going forward with uh, with uh, the GCM uh, platform, and you know as 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 the new new version of a replacement for C2DM. So this is cool because I think it's um, you know it makes it, it it makes it a lot more powerful. You know everything's up in the cloud. Um, you know it m makes the information storage easier. Uh, if you're building, uh, if, if you're building apps using, you know, wanting to leverage Xtify's push notifications, um, you know, I think this 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 will make the tools a lot easier to work with. And we like these guys and what they're doing, and uh, and certainly the differentiation Android, the, the dominant mobile platform these days, anyways, for for the next foreseeable future. I think mm -hmm. that this is a uh, Josh knows what he's doing. This company is, is somebody is a company that everybody should watch. I always wonder though when I look at these things, is this is this positioning for uh, for an acquisition? Like, is somebody going to pick up Xtify? You got to think so. I mean, I think they've got some real strong technology here. Um, one of the keys for push notification too, it, it, it's not just I can send send an alert, you know, when it's time relevant or location relevant. It's when you look at it, so many of the apps that we have today, we hear about one app, we download an app, um, you know, we use it for a day, and then it sits sits there, you know, doing nothing, collecting dust. Um, and it's that ability to push you a notification, you know, a week later or two weeks later, you know, something pops up on your phone when it's relevant or you know there's something to say um, and it's a platform like this that can enable that to happen it, it's about driving 
retention of uh, you know of, of app usage and things like that. Right. Right. So yeah. Yeah, getting people to use it again. Like what's that staggering yeah, statistic? I love it. Yeah. So, anyways, keep up the good work, guys. Yeah. Kudos to Xify. If you're interested in finding out a little bit more about that, Xify. X T I F Y dot com. Xify dot com. All right, our, our meat story here, our meat and potatoes story. This is the story that everybody's been talking about this whole week because of the uh, ramifications on payments. Square is this darling, right? Um, started by uh, Jack Dorsey, also the uh, co-founder of Twitter. Uh, yeah, tell me this guy just doesn't have like uh, pockets lined with gold right now. He's sitting on a company called Square that is valued at $3.2 billion, and he's sitting on Twitter, which I don't even know what the valuation is, but it's, you know, it's, uh, it's more than 10 bucks. So this guy uh, started Square, and all of a sudden, they, they started in this space, which was to help the uncreditable, um, the guys, the companies, the small businesses, and the individuals who could never get a credit card, never get a merchant account, allow them to get some kind of uh, accept credit cards. Um, and, and all of a sudden, these guys have moved upstream in an in insane way by securing Starbucks as a lead large enterprise like national because it's only us based right now but national franchise to jump on board squares payment system this is incredible for them yeah this is huge because i mean you've always been able to walk in and obviously pay cash at starbucks you've been able to use you know the you know they've had their own payment system their own uh, starbucks cards and all that kind of stuff but going in there and paying with your credit card has been something that you know they weren't they weren't really uh you know doing and didn't it in some extent it doesn't make sense but when you think about it, for, from a square perspective on this, this is huge. This this is you know taking them out of you know the world of you know the independent taxi cab driver and into the world of big Fortune 500 brand uh, company using them uh, their system to process credit card payments. This is massive, and it's not just a casual by Starbucks. Hey, we're going to try this out. They're rolling this out in the fall across the U.S. and you know, you mentioned that 3.25 billion uh, valuation. Starbucks is also investing 25 million into Square. So Starbucks is going to own a piece of Square now. And Howard Schultz, the founder of Starbucks, is joining the board. So this is a full-on endorsement uh, with money coming behind it. Uh, um, you know, as an investment into Square itself, uh, on top of using the technology. This is huge. It, it is. It is huge. And, and you know, I, I like to look at many angles on this. Uh, there's a few things here, um, and uh, this is—I I don't know if this is um, uh, against convention here—but uh, I watched a company called Rim um, leave their bread and butter customer base. Right? They left their bread and butter customer base, the enterprise customer, and went off and yeah. said, "Listen, we need to be in the consumer space. We're going all out consumer. It's consumer, consumer, consumer. It's consumer, 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 consumer." Look what happened to them. They let their enterprise uh, focus slip, all consumer. That's a very competitive market. They're not making the margins that they once were. Obviously not. They're declining very quickly. Their enterprise is now in jeopardy as well. And there's rumors of people buying, uh, you know, IBM picking up uh, RIM's uh, enterprise. Yeah. So when I look at this, I think, you know, wow, this is a huge announcement for Square. This is a mainstream, uh, what does this do for mobile payments kind of uh, announcement, Square, Starbucks. And I love the fact that Starbucks is this company. We've talked about Starbucks as as a as a leader in uh, mobile and uh, retail technology adoption, right? These guys, they are at the forefront. They, they understand how to use this. Now, the challenge that I have with all of this is that 
Uh, so uh, is this uh, square getting a little bit too big for its britches? You know, uh, certainly that this is a costly, I think this is a costly endeavor. Whatever the rates that uh, that Starbucks was paying, it wasn't very high credit card transaction fees. Um, my feeling is that in a lot of people's feelings is that Square's eating that in order to entice this. That So there, you know, there are no uh, transaction fees. And and uh, what is this? Is this a more of a marketing play for those guys? And are they taking their eye off of the ball by focusing here, uh, they're taking the eye off the ball of the, of the real market, which was those guys that couldn't get their uh, merchant accounts. Because this is now a, this is a competitive space, and they've just kind of popped their head up into a world that they that they're just I don't think they're equipped to deal with at this point. Even though their valuation is insane, their revenue may be high, the flow through may be high, but the actual take home profit is very yeah. low as a percentage. Tough, tough for well, me. Good marketing. So, so I, I had a couple thoughts on that. I, I think the first is is that um, you know I I, I I don't agree with the uh, you know taking their eye off the ball too much. I think you know they are they they know that they uh, you know they're the leader in that market right now. The other guys are struggling to get into it. You know the PayPal's with their here and so on. Um, you know we're not seeing as much traction from them. You know no knocking PayPal. They're doing great on lots of other parts of their business, but as far as you know, the the hardware piece competing, um, they're having some difficulty with that, from what I can tell. Um, so that's the first piece. I I don't think this that's going to be a big challenge for for Square. Two, I like this for Square because it, it, it down the road as they start to roll this thing out in Starbucks, it starts to showcase you know some of the real technology value that they have beyond just processing a cart. So you know one of the things here is is this ability that you know, Starbucks is one of those places where there's a high volume of transactions. You always have lineups of people waiting for their coffee. And one of the things that the app can do, the Square app can do, is, you know, automate that process a little bit, whereby, you know, I walk in, I don't even have to take the phone out of my pocket. You know, the cashier's got a screen up there. The photo show, my photo shows up on the screen. My coffee's ready to go. And, I, you know, and they just hand it to me as I come up to the desk. So it's, it is a little bit about streamlining the you know making it more efficient that process of getting the coffee in the hand of the customer and getting them out of the store a lot faster um, which is a good thing for Starbucks it means you know more customers mo moving through faster um, and it's a good thing for Square I think in terms of showcasing the power of the technology beyond just processing the payment yeah I've, I've no argument there you know what the only the, the challenge that a, a lot of this is going to come down to is that I mean the, there's no doubt about the convenience. I think the challenge comes down to. Oh, Malik said it well. I'm going to pull it up on screen here, where he he talks about. Um, listen, uh, keep your eye out on the rollout. We understand the the absolute pain it's going to cause, or it's going to um, when it comes to understanding. You know that people have to rip out point of sale systems in order to be able to put the square point of sale system in there. And, and uh, you know, let's see how this rolls out over the next little while inside of Starbucks in the US and, and what the impact is. But, you know, all of the, the value around this totally get. Now, the question is, did they give up too much or is this just their, their lead customer? In a, in a, and no, is, is, I mean, is this a good marketing campaign? As an outsider, not knowing the, the you know the parameters of the deal, I'll say I'm going to go on a limb and somewhat agree with you and say the 25 million investment is really just them paying for prepay. You know, it's a prepay yeah. for the for the customer, you know. Because 25, so, 25 million dollars in a 3.2 so billion it's a good deal for Starbucks. Hey, you know we're getting the technology, we're paying for it, but yeah. we get a, a chunk of the company too. Hey, I like it. Well, I was going to say 25 million dollar investment in a valuation of 3.25, 3.2 billion dollars. 
That's like that's like thirty-seven lattes, right? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, still. But uh, big big ups for uh, for uh, Square doing this. This if this doesn't do anything but move the mobile payment system forward, I, I think that this is a, this is definitely a a bonus for everybody. And that that's a big part of it. I mean, we yeah. talked last week about you know J.C. Penney's announcement yeah. and them going and saying, hey, we're going completely mobile uh, cash register, no cash register uh, yeah. you know, mobile checkout by the end of next year. Yeah. It, we need these big retailers to get on board and and get behind this. Otherwise, the stuff just sits there and, and we're never going to have it happen. And you will see uh, with our clip uh, coming up after our next story, uh, Gary Schwartz talks about this. is a fast shopper, slow uh, slow store, right? And and, and we, what he talks about is that convenience factor, is the fact that yeah. this is going there very quickly. And what can we do to uh, to actually, um, you know, he you know he even talked in his in his presentation about the the uh, the dream of the mobile wallet, which is 2012, 2013, 2014, who knows when, but maybe this accelerates that process as a result of this, who knows, but uh, like this is, I'm a big fan of Starbucks, I hate their coffee, I, like I despise their coffee, but I love them as a technology uh, and, and, a small, and an innovative company for technology, and uh, they should be somebody that you watch when it comes yes. to uh, coming trends, so God love them, good on them, hate their coffee, they just hate it. But love them as a company. Is that? Can I do that? Sure. All right. It's the sickness in the brain. It's the man cold. It's getting to me. All right. Can we put that that uh, that subject to rest? We will be watching this with abated breath. And if anybody is listening from Square, we or Starbucks, we've been trying to get you on the show for for forever. So we'd love to have you on it. Reach out on tether at gmail.com or receive at the lbma.com. Last story. Um, speaking of convenience. Lucky Magazine, Macy, Sephora. What is what is this? This is a great mashup of, hey, we don't need a store. Hey, you know what? That magazine in your hand? Hey, it is a store, right? It is. I, I like this. I mean, and the reason I brought this one out is, uh, you know, we, we've seen this similar concept applied in, in other areas, like with the, you know, the, uh, the shopping walls, like in the subway station that Tesco did and all that kind of stuff. It's the same. It's the same principle idea, except that you know we're talking about the reinvention of print magazines. And so, Lucky Magazine is a, is a uh, you know is a big, 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 big magazine uh, for anybody who's into shopping uh, in the U.S. Um, and uh, you know, if you are a fan of Macy's or Sephora, uh, now you're you know you don't have to go anywhere. Basically, they've created a site called MyLuckyMag.com. It's an e-commerce site. Um, as you're reading stuff in the magazine, you can scan things, you can find things in there, and you can uh, basically take directly to the site. You can put them in your shopping cart, and then you can buy them. Um, so there's no need to go to the store. Um, and I like this. I think this this is when you think about how magazines have to be, uh, you know, how print has to get reinvented. This is exactly the the way it's got to go. Um, so you know, kudos to Lucky for for doing this. They've got this. Um, uh, apparently, it's optimized for iPad, Kindle Fire, or Nook. So, they've gone right after all the tablets. Uh, you know, I, I like this, and I saw this with Zappos uh, a while ago. Uh, you know, it's very competitive in the app store space. So, what did Zappos do? They built a catalog, and they put that in the i in the iBooks uh, uh, category in iTunes. And uh, and basically, what it was was a you know a, a clickable, buyable um, uh, book. 
and it was it turned into a catalog and and you're right media has to magazines newspapers have to figure out a way to it's not good enough just to do display anymore you have to actually create a transaction if i'm going to advertise in your magazine what i want from the return is a sale i don't want somebody just going to my website yeah. i want you to close a deal close many deals and that's what you're going to be rated on and I, and so this this is pretty cool i'm very excited about this kind of stuff Direct to, direct yeah, to commerce. And it, it, they also have a feature in here where you can collect your favorite items uh, from, from the magazine. So sort of like a built-in Pinterest board, so to speak. Or save to Foursquare kind of thing, yeah. Or save to Foursquare. So, you know, I, I like that too because it's, you know, when, you know, if you have any, uh, you know, women friends out there and you see them going through these decorating magazines and these uh, fashion magazines and they're ripping stuff out and, Doing all of that, you know, this this is the kind of thing that uh, that we're talking about. So it makes sense. So go to uh, luckymag.com, right? Is that what it is? Yeah, my lucky mag. Uh, it is luckymag.com. Luckymag.com. No, sorry, myluckymag.com is the uh, is the site. Okay, myluckymag.com, and uh, let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you. Reach out and uh, and please, if if you've used this or if you're buying this, and fortunately we're in Canada, which is always a, it sucks, right? But uh, you know, we, we get to watch uh, the innovation happen south of the border and then and then pick up the scraps. Hmm. There you go. All right. Those are the five stories. We get some big news from Foursquare, big news from Square. Hey, it's like the Square Square Day. Wow. Uh, X-Defy, Rapid Blue, and My Lucky Mag, Macy's, and Sephora. Big week. Those are the greatest stories ever. If yours isn't in there, it's your fault because you didn't reach out and let us know. If you have a story... Like Josh had a story about Xdefy, reach out on tethergmail.com or cf at the LVMA.com. Yes. We will put it in those stories. It's that simple. Reach out there and let us know. And uh, yeah, so those are the top five stories. On to our uh, featured segment here. Uh, this is a, um, a, a, a small clip. It's around six or seven minutes of uh, Gary Schwartz, who is uh, what I think is a is an advanced mind when it comes to uh, location based and retail uh, combination of what's going on there. He's he's got um, and payments and, and he's just his, his mind moves in such a great, such a great clip. Um, this is uh, his uh, his his keynote presentation from Untethered Talks. It's at least a clip from it. I'll pull it up here. Um, it is called uh, Fast Shopper Slow Store. And uh, it's kind of it looks at it looks at exactly what we talked about in these five stories. It seems like it was a match made in heaven. We are we're going to bring him in to talk about um, you know how retail has moved based on location and what his argument is. Like, hey, you know what? This is an evolution. It's very fascinating. Uh, it's a great keynote. You can get it at untether.tv for the whole thing. Um, but this is just a small clip. So here's Gary Schwartz. He is the CEO of Impact Mobile and a good friend and uh, a great mind for the mobile industry and the retail and uh, payment industry. So, Gary, take it away, buddy. I deal with retailers and I deal with brands and, and, and they all want to use mobile to do really fun stuff, right? I say, look, it, it, go back to those days when you were in university and you went into the bar and there was a good-looking gal or there was a good-looking guy and you wanted to sort of hook up, right? And so you didn't go up to the bar and settle next to this person and say, hey, excuse me, have you got a website address? You know, or, gee, have you got an app I could download? Or, gee, is there an NFC tag around there somewhere that I could tap, right? <laughs> you, you, you went up to them and you said that, gee, could I get your phone number? 
the same question your mom asked your dad or your dad asked your mom to get the second date, right? And that's what we do in mobile because, gee, you know, when you look at this thing, and that's a pretty damn fast phone there. That's a powerful thing. Do you know how much faster? I know, I know there have been discussions about how fast that phone is. Um, I was in a number of uh, discussions today when they said, gee, even Canal said, hey, that's a fast phone. It's faster than the, the, the rocket, the guidance computer that sent the first rocket to the moon. But how much faster? Give me a number. How much faster? Ten? Ten. Thousand. Thousand. Thousand's a lot. Any, any others? Okay. It's 2,000 times faster. And that's the Dan Nexus. If you look at you know, what is new, that's new. And that is 2,600 times faster. These are mammoth, almost like, it's hard to comprehend that that is sitting in your pocket, right? The problem is, that that is sitting in your pocket. And because it's such a fast device, that all these retailers and brands that want to connect with the gal or the guy in the bar think, oh my gosh, I'm doing it through such a powerful device. What can I use the capabilities of this device? What did, what's at my disposal to connect with this gal and this guy? And that's what we're gonna be talking about today because it's all about George. Here's my New York stuff, right? It's all about George because although Google wants to make you believe that they are going to help George. What they really want is to connect to George's wallet in a very personal way. They want to go beyond credit cards and they want to go beyond debit. They want to go beyond cash. What they want to do is get into what makes George George. What receipts does he have in the, his wallet? What affinity cards? What's George's personality? Because that's big data. Understanding the relationship that you can establish with George is going to make or break the mobile industry going forward over the next few years. So it's about picking up, unfortunately, George at the bar, right? And, and so let's, let's take a look at what your phone actually is used for. This amazing phone, 2,600 times faster than the computer that sent the first person to the moon. So yeah, it's used for Email, and if you're a healthy mobile adult, you will be emailing during this presentation, right? It's used, obviously, for social networking, to check the weather, um, you know, hey, I'll Google Gary, I'll find out, you know, what's happening uh, with, with uh, headlines and sports, of course. Uh, I'll find out, you know, where this place is, because obviously a few of you did Google location. Uh, and, and it's obviously used for retail. But primarily, 60% of the use, people who have phones use it to take photographs. 60%. Only 31% are playing games. 60% are using it for photographs. 74% are using it for text messaging. This is a text messaging device. The computer that's 2,600 times faster than the rocket that sent the first person to the moon is primarily used to send Text messages, okay? So that's why we're so screwed. Because that's why, while things are so complex, they're so simple. We've lost our connection to the consumer. We've lost our connection to George, and so bricks and mortar is in huge flux. We're closing, we're reinventing. Ads spend, publishing, how they make money is in huge flux. 
Again, losing value, reinventing. Mobile wallets. Also, where is that going? You know, maybe 2012, before we start to get something in the market, but if you look at, you know, these big, wonderful press releases with Rogers and CIBC, we all know that those are just optics. We know that those are early, early positioning statements. This is coming, we don't know when, but the wallet is in flux. And when you look at everything that's changing, there's some interesting things happening. And, and this I love, because it's showing that not only are things, it's, it's not as if you know, retail started and now retail is, is, is in its dying you know, motions. And suddenly the store was great, it was invented on the prairies with uh, you know, uh, Sears Roebuck and now it's here with Block, Blockbuster and, and, and Target and, and, uh, and, and uh, Borders and, and all the other sort of disrupted stores and retail is dying. No, it's, it's a continuum. And the reality is that retail is changing and it's innovating. And this is an example of where retail is going. It's not a store. It is not the internet. But here are people, although this particular example was more of a campaign-based, made-you-look kind of thing, this is an example of a store that exists between those two pillars, right? So if you go back again to New York, it's a little bit dark, but that, 120 years ago, or 1888 to be exact, Thomas Adams put the first suites and gumball machines on the New York subway. Huge innovation. Why? Why was it such an innovation? But suddenly, I could buy gumballs and I didn't have to worry about going to the store. I could be on the New York subway and say, gee, I'd like a gumball and I could dispense. Well, what happened 120 years later, you had people in subway stations in Singapore doing similar things. And we go, oh my gosh, this is such innovation. Last minute Valentine gifting. Oh my gosh. And you have people on subway stations in Seoul doing innovative stuff. Wow, this is revolutionary. The bottom line is 120 years later and, and hey, train stations are really disruptive places, right? And why? It's because if you can read what's on the top of that, what is Thomas Adams trying to sell you? Fresh sweets, but primarily saving time. What, what, why, it was so in a, it, it, why it was such an innovation a, 120 years ago is because it made your life easier. It made it fit into your daily routine. He found a gap in the retail cycle, and he capitalized on that. He dispensed manually. We're dispensing into the cloud. Not too much different. We're finding a niche when consumers can engage with us and buy things on their terms. Gary Schwartz, everybody. Um... You, you can see how he just thinks at a different level. And uh, and this was a fascinating presentation. You can find it at untether.tv under the mobile summit, the Untether Talks mobile summit. There is a cost to this, unfortunately, but uh, we'll give you that clip um, as a way to entice you. But Gary Schwartz, yeah, go and check him out. Uh, impactmobile.com. You can follow him at, at impactmobile. And uh, th this is the kind of stuff that you're going to get from him. We both know him. We both love him. Great guy. Great guy.
All right, let's let's uh, let's do this. We are uh, now cruising into the funding and M&A activity. A lot more M&A activity again this week than, uh, than funding. Let's start with our good friends, former sponsor of uh, This Week in Location-Based Marketing at Centricity. Big news for those guys, buying a company. Yeah, this is uh, this is news. This is they acquired a, a fellow Toronto uh, Toronto-based company called Media to Go, uh, um, and uh, this is a, this is an interesting company. You know, we were talking about uh, Rapid Blue earlier, um, and this is a company who actually had some uh, hardware technology in Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, uh, based on you know doing proximity-based marketing. So this is the other end of indoor location. This is the uh, you know the idea of pushing uh, you know pushing messages and, and connecting with people based on where they are inside of a building. So Media to Go has some cool patents in that space, um, and Adcentricity, uh, as as we know uh, from their sponsorship, is a uh, big player in the digital signage, digital at a home, uh, you know, ad uh, network workspace. And so when you think about this marriage, potentially what we're talking about here is um, you know combining screens with uh, Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Uh, uh, transmitting uh, capability and then being able to kind of create a marriage between a mobile device that can read that signal and and interacting with um, proximity-based content on a screen. Cool. Very cool. And this is uh, and we, we I mean we love ad centricity. We think this is this is a good buy. Uh, Media to go is very very active in uh, in airports, right? And uh, yes, so I think that this is and they're everywhere. So that's great. Ad no no numbers were announced on that. No nope, no numbers were were announced. All right, and not, we couldn't even find the numbers. So, Adcentricity yeah. acquiring Media to go. If you'd like information, go to adcentricity.com or Media to to the letter to the letter <laughs> the number two <laughs> Media to go dot com. All right. Uh, how many times have you sat down in a Wi-Fi spot in an airport and, uh, you know, detected the Wi-Fi, the free Wi-Fi spot, and then you go down and you're like, yeah, I got free Wi-Fi in this airport, wherever it is. And it's like, hey, welcome to Boingo. And then you get pissed because it's five bucks, right? Well, all those five dollars, those little five dollars that you spend because they've got you by the short and curlies is the fact that uh, has allowed uh, Boingo, the, uh, the Wi-Fi provider, to purchase Cloud9 Media. Your five dollars and yours and yours and yours and yours and yours and yours have contributed to this. So we own a piece of Cloud Nine Media just because of our addiction for the internet. What is this? Is this a good deal for them? This for is a great deal for them. Um, this is a deal that they had to do. Uh, Boingo is everywhere, as you alluded. Uh, <laughs> some six thousand uh, locations worldwide. Um, almost all of which are, you know, the traditional Boingo model of, you know, pay, you pay the five bucks to, uh, or you have a monthly subscription plan to use the network when you're in these airports. Um, and as we all know, the world of Wi-Fi has moved very quickly in the last couple of years to, it's free, it's got to be free, it's got to be sponsored, I'm okay with sponsorship uh, in exchange for, you know, getting 30 or 45 minutes or an hour of free Wi-Fi. Um, the problem that Boingo's had with that is, you know, they don't have the media uh, sales capability of going and selling all those ad uh, placements uh, to cover the cost of the uh, operating the network. So Cloud9 is a company that does that, um, and um, you know this this makes sense for them. So I like this deal. It, obviously, this is a world I know really well. I'm one of the guys who you know built uh, ad sponsored Wi-Fi networks in, in this country. That was you. Uh, so yeah. Oh, so I, I, get, I like it. Yes. Well, I like I like ad sponsored networks better than uh, the, than the five bucks that I would typically pay. Um, 
So I like any company, like it's it's usually Amex that I see that that is very active in this, uh, hey, we'll sponsor you for an hour for an Amex, uh, you know, brought to you by Amex for Boingo. And so I, I like anybody who is uh, subsidizing this. But you're, you're right. You know, Wi-Fi hotspots were, were all the rage. It was a revenue spot, wasn't it? This is this yeah. supposed to be big money. And now we expect it for free, like breathing. Exactly. And and what we're going to see is, is you know, for the most part, the, the ads that you see on a, on a Boingo uh, network, the current the current advertisers are a um, sort of a general ad placement uh, based on demographic information. What we're going to see is a is a shift as, as we see more and more of these hotspots come on board and, and a better equipped media sales capability. We're going to see those ads move to a highly location based uh, delivery model where the ad that I get in a certain um, you know coffee shop uh, might be different than the ad I get in the coffee shop across the street um, or the airport or wherever purely based on where I am and, and what's relevant to, you know, to me, uh, based on that location. So, you know, what, what, you know, it surprises me is that, um, uh, duty free shops, um, or, you know, in international, uh, departure areas, duty free shops haven't really gotten into this, right? They haven't, uh, it's always been there and it's a, it's a, it's a de facto, like, you know, you walk through, it's duty free, but, but, uh, there's not a lot of enticement. They don't do a lot of yeah. stuff like this. So I think that the location stuff that maybe Boingo would do and cloud nine would do is, is, uh, you know, I don't know if duty-free shops are dying or not, but uh, it seems to me like even Wi-Fi on the plane sponsored by a duty-free shop would entice me to be able to sure. kind of pick stuff up there. I don't know if they have that problem or not, but uh, it just seems it's weird. I mean, everybody advertises all around them, but the duty-free shops, they just assume that re that uh, retailers or consumers will go in, but maybe there's a business model there. Yep. Who knows? There you go. Boingo, boingo. Five bucks from you and you and you and you and you and we bought Cloud9 Media for so we can get it free. I like it. Speaking of free, hey, free money. Free yeah. money. This is a company. Free money. Uh, so this is uh, free uh, money, uh, which is M-O-N-E-E. -E, of course. Uh, free money network. Uh, it's a digital couponing company um, out of California, out of San Mateo. They've raised thirty-four million dollars uh, in, in their latest round. Thirty-four million dollars in all. Wow. Uh, this is big money. But when you look at the couponing space and, and their competition, everybody's getting big money in this space. Uh, Whale Shark got one hundred and fifty million a while ago. Coupon Cabin got fifty-four million. You know, Coupons.com got thirty million. So, you know, thirty-four it seems, it seems like right in there. You know, it's uh, it's a good number. Um, big guys behind this, Redpoint uh, Ventures, Sutter Hill Ventures, um, you know, Pinnacle. There, there's a you know bunch of big guys in this. Um, so yeah, you know, I um, hey, before you go and spend thirty-four million dollars on a coupon company, I, you know, I, no offense to any of these coupon companies, but but um, they're coupon companies. Right? Like we're, you're spending this much money on a on a discount on a coupon company. Um, yeah. If you want to go get your jollies, um, go down to the nearest power plant, right? Uh, unzip your pants and pee on an electric fence before you spend $34 million on a company like this. This is an insane amount of money that people are putting into these companies. And we're going to wake up and we're going to be like, I, I keep saying this, what do we do? How, how did this happen? What, what, like you'll wake up from this haze that everybody's in and you'll be like, boy, we shouldn't have spent that billion dollars on coupons. Man. Yeah. Now, now, you know, I'm going to be the, the, you have the to be. positive on this again. Um, so, if you dig into free money, it's not it's not a pure play coupon company like some of the others. These guys are more into sort of gifting and rewards. 
um, and and sort of combining that with the you know the MX kind of play here or the credit card play here. So the idea I associate my account with my credit card. I buy stuff uh, when I pay with that credit card. You know, I get my uh, my discount, but instead of a discount in this case, it's a little more level uppy. Uh, I get rewards that accumulate, and then I can redeem and do different things, and get five dollars or ten dollars that you can use, and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it, it's um, you know, it's not a pure pure coupon in the sense of coupons. Well, so, I'd say that's go. coupon, you know, coupon two dot right, or three yeah. or however you want to do yeah. it. A little bit. But isn't this like you know what? Like it's going to come down to this. See, if we talk about this all the time, is that I know. is that you know what? Who's going to win here? At the end of the day, who's going to take home all this money because they can apply coupons directly to it? It's like it's carriers. It's whoever owns the relationship with the customer. It's yeah, carriers and, and credit card companies, companies right? You've said it a billion times. So yeah. And and I would I would actually in Canada I would ask like add as well like Intrac, the debit card company, right? Sure. Um, th those that's ultimately you know these these companies that people are putting thirty four million like it's going to take thirty four billion dollars for them to win in this space. They're going to have to become Visa for them to win in this space or Rogers or AT&T or something like that because they own the customer. They own the customer. They own the credit card. They own the ability to give the, do the discount. It's just, it's staggering that this amount of money goes into these companies when ultimately there's going to be, it, whoever owns the customer wins. So I, like, I, I don't see a future in these guys. I don't see a future in any of these companies. It's not just free money. But um, but you know what? I, maybe it's pushing the industry forward. But a year from now, we're going to be talking about Visa and Mastercard and American Express and Absolutely. Diners Club doing this. Absolutely, I completely agree. Yeah. With that. So it's like stop spending the money. Why don't you sponsor this podcast? Right? It doesn't cost that much money. Yeah. God. Yeah. Well, I mean, Rob and I need jobs. So let's, let's <laughs> exactly. Let's, it's like let's go. what? Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. We we need jobs. It's true. All right. Well, so that's free money. They raised $34 million. Go to free money, F-R-E-E-M-O-N-E-E.com if you can find it. My God. Sorry. Sorry for the rant. Coupons. Coupon 3.0, 4.0, 5.0. Coupon whatever. It's going to be a credit card company that owns that relationship. And if you think I'm wrong, ah, I'd love to hear from you on tether at gmail.com. Leave a comment wherever you find this or reach out. Even, you know, you can reach out to Asif and tell him that he's got to dump me as a host. Asif at the LBMA.com. Whatever it is. There you go. But go piss on an electric fence if you want your jollies. Don't spend that much money. Those are the three stories. Two M&A, one funding. If yours isn't in there, reach out. We'd love to have it on there. It doesn't matter if it is, as I said last week. It could be 10 bucks from your grandmother. It can be any kind of investment. We'll put it up here. We are not too proud. Those are the three stories that are very important. Great, great diversity there. I love it. I love it. I love it. Wi-Fi, airports, money, coupons. All right. Our resource. I see. You know, it, it it strikes me as odd that people uh, do these kind of surveys where it's like, "Hey, you know what? People use smartphones to shop." Yeah, I mean, it, it it, it's obvious um, <laughs> hey, that they do that. What? Uh, but but you know, th this is coming from Nielsen, and I'll tell you why it's coming from Nielsen because the brands and the retailers and their advertising agencies need data to back up. You know them spending ad dollars against these platforms. If you want that Foursquare platform that we talked about at the beginning of the show, to get these brands to actually buy promoted ads in Foursquare, the only way they're actually going to do it is if they've got data like this from Nielsen that backs it up. The, the agency is not going to not going to take a chance on Foursquare coming in and Holger and his team coming in and saying, "Hey guys, 
We promise. Promoted uh, ads in here. You should go really go with this without any da any independent data to back it up. And that's that's why this data is important. So Nielsen's come out with this. Uh, it basically says nearly half uh, of U.S. smartphone owners now use mobile shopping apps, um, and uh, they got some serious data behind this. So um, this is brand new stuff. Um, it says there's 45 million people, 47% of all smartphone uh, owners now use mobile apps uh, for shopping. Uh, projecting that, um, uh, where did I see it here? Sorry, uh, I'm reading um, biggest mobile shopping apps um, that they that they see so far. eBay Mobile uh, was number one with 13.2 uh, million users, followed by Amazon Mobile at 12.1, followed by drugstore chain. Walgreens, uh, Walgreens uh, coming in there along with Target. Um, so some some pretty interesting stuff there. It's not a shock. It shouldn't be a shock. Um, you know, uh, there was another statistic that came out last week that talked about a uh, high percentage of people that use these uh, devices, mobile devices, in store. And yeah. uh, you know, you know, we, we just knew that because we, we you know, th we've been calling it showrooming for what basically for the last 18 months where, where people Absolutely. walk in and scan product and see where they can find it cheaper. Shop Savvy started that and uh, and all of a sudden, um, uh, you know, and, and uh, Best Buy is suffering as a result and Amazon is, is thriving. And by the way, Groupon was up pretty high up there in the top 10 as was Shopkick um, and, uh, you know, uh, oh, yeah. near the bottom of the list there was uh, Saving Star, Out of Milk um, and Red Laser, so... Well, these these guys are these guys are important companies. Um, maybe not the group on, but uh, well, when you start to talk about uh, the impact of of uh, the, these devices that we carry with us on the retail, it's 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 you know we all know we assu we assume we know, but we know more, and uh, it's much more about now what happens is that now you got the data. Now, how do you implement properly? How do you get this? How do you how do you engage with your consumers a little bit deeper so that they don't go and scan and buy from Amazon? Because this yeah. is this is the challenge. Now that you know that everybody's using these devices. Now that you know that, what do you do about that? That's the question that everybody's been exactly. trying to suffer with, right? So go anyway, and do something. Good data there. So that's from Nielsen. Um, we'll uh, we'll throw that up on the LBMA site as well under research. Um, so it'll be up by the time you're hearing this. Otherwise, uh, you can go check it out if you have a subscription to Nielsen. Yeah, and you can do a uh, you can do a Google search. I just did one for. Uh, Exactly. That. I think it's cio-asia.com that you gave me the link. And yes. If you do a, a, a search for Nielsen, half of U.S. smartphone owners use mobile shopping apps. <laughs> That's a good bit.ly uh, link. Just do that and you'll find it. I swear you'll find it. But it's a, it's a no-brainer now. I challenge you retailers out there, what are you going to do about this? Go and do something great. Go and engage with your customers. Go and make some money as a result of this whole mobile revolution. Don't lose customers to Amazon, even though... I think it is going to be the single most valuable company on the planet in the next couple of years. All right, that's it. That's it. Asif, we made it. We made it. I uh, would be loath if I didn't remind you to uh, go and subscribe to this through iTunes. If you are this far into the episode, you probably already have done that. We really appreciate it if you do that. Uh, and while you're there, Go and give us a five star. Give us a good rating, would you? Please, please, please. If you like listening to us, if you if you like hearing about us, don't tell us. Nah, uh, go and hit five stars. Leave a comment in iTunes. That's the best thing you could do for us. If you really want us to continue, we'd love to. We'd love for you to do that. So go and subscribe. Hit five stars. We would love you forever, forever. Yeah, no, please do forever. Uh, anything coming up for you this week? Are you in town? 
I'm in town, uh, you know, just catching up with uh, with uh, members and clients and stuff around here. Um, and then uh, next week, I'm off uh, for a few days to uh, do a presentation in Kansas City. Nice. So if you're in Kansas City, I'm going to be in town. You got to check out the high speed uh, Google's high speed uh, fiber to the home in Kansas yes, City. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah. That's on my list. Give us, I don't know, knock on somebody's door. Hey, can I test out your eye? Yeah, that won't work very well. My name is Asif from the Location-Based Marketing Association. Flash a badge and let me see your uh, let me see your high speed. Hmm. <laughs> oh boy! All right, yeah, that I is it for episode. Places. I'll leave it alone. Yeah, that is episode. <laughs> that is it for episode ninety. <laughs> we will be here next week in one way, shape, or form uh, with episode number ninety-one. If you have any feedback, reach out on tethergmail.com or Asif at the LBMA. We will see you guys next week. Yeah. Thank you so much for watching. See you, Steve. See you, Rob. You're on mute. All right, let's let me let me try that. All right, here we go. <laughs>